When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin. Yeah. So uh, what's the best email marketing campaign that you have ever seen? <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be it'd be the one from a few years ago where this uh, this guy created an email campaign that was basically give me your email address. And it, it basically spelled out every tactic and technique in the most sarcastic way ever, which I thought was hilarious. Did you did you give me your email address? I did. I gave him my email address. I opted yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so it worked, huh? It did. It worked. And what was the name of that person? I don't remember. I have no idea. Well, I, I can tell you. You know what his name was? What was it? it, it his name was Matt Giovanes. Giovanesi? Yeah, that was his name. That was his name. <laughs> and you know what? What? He, he's our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Andre Sturgeon. And I'm Justin Womack. And we are the Marketing Geeks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, all right. Here we are. We're back. And uh, our guest tonight is uh, the founder of moneylab.co and uh, getlasso.com. Uh, it's an affiliate marketing tool for WordPress. And he's just he's just like a funny guy. He does affiliate marketing. Uh, he has a podcast. He does, he's, he, he's basically like us, but better at it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Giovanesi. Giovanesi. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Wait, is that a sound effect of that applause, or is those really? No, no, people- no that's, that's our live. That's a live studio audience over at Andres's house. That's our our seven listeners. They- this whole time, I'm thinking it's just the three of us. I told you some really like dark secrets, and yet there's an entire room of people going like, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> Well, well, one guy was masturbating while you were talking, so <laughs> I could hear that. I could hear it, and I uh, yeah, it was all right. I was okay with it. Yeah, good so, uh, uh, yeah, we uh, welcome welcome to the marketing geek. Just so you know, I am I am notorious for messing up the last name of just about every guest we've ever had. Well, you and everybody else who tries to pronounce my last name. Did, did I say not, it right? Is that even right? Giovanni. You did say yes, okay. Giovanni. Uh, you know what? There's so many different ways to pronounce it that. 
I've stuck with Jibanesi as the way that I would like to pronounce it. Cause it's, I guess, but there's, there's, you know, there's other like more accurate ways to say it, but, uh, is that know, Italian? What, I mean, what are we talking very, about? Very, very, yeah, it seems very, very Italian. Very, very Italian. Yeah, very that's, Italian. that's pretty Italian. Yeah. So, about it. so, so, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about for our seven listeners who don't know who you are? Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, that's a great question. That isn't a question. Uh, I will, uh, I am a guy who started a website back in 2004 ish, uh, called swimuniversity.com. It's a website where I teach people how to take care of their pools and hot tubs because I grew up in the pool industry for my whole life for the most part. And, uh, I, not that my parents owned a pool company or anything, but I just, you know, I was a summer job when I was like a kid, like 13 years old. And I started this website to teach people the same thing that I was teaching them in person as a 13 year old boy. And I ended up turning it into a business and, uh, I, I, it, it makes money with affiliate marketing thingies, uh, specifically Amazon associates program. And I sell courses on how to take care of your pool and hot tub. So that's so the what, first did thing. That, did that start off as like a blog then? Like what, what, what did you, were you just giving written content and then you created video or video content or like how, how did that look in the beginning and what does it look like now? Yeah. So it was just me. I was mostly a developer. I was, web, I was a website designer developer. That's like how it really started. And I'm like, I'm going to build this site where I'm going to, you know, do articles and stuff. Turns out like, I mean, I had failed. I didn't go to college. I failed every English class in high school. I am not a good <laughs> writer by any means. And so I just realized that I had started this website and I didn't have any content. And I'm just like, well, I have to write now and I hate writing. So I ended up being just like a, a writer for most of my, uh, the upbringing of swim university. And then it became, um, video. Then I started adding video content and, and graphics. Cause I was, I mean, a graphic designer as well as a website designer started doing video content. And then, yeah, that's when things really started to like take off. And so if I was going to like dig uh, up your high school English teacher and tell them that you basically write for a living now, like what's the reaction going to be like? I mean, they're going to freak out. Uh, there's, <laughs> uh, there, so there's one. So there's two English teachers that I had where I took creative writing and they'd be like, yeah, no shit. He does that. Uh, but then like all of my um, like composition English teachers uh, would be shocked. Yes. Although I would be surprised if they remembered me, to be honest with you, because like <laughs> that's true. Too. I was. Yeah, they want to No, they want to forget me as fast as humanly possible. I was a class clown. So like. You know, if they, if I, I just did, like, whenever we had to do writing projects, I would just, like, do creative writing and then fail at it. Well, the good news so. for, the good news for copywriting and, I mean, I guess blogs are, are kind of similar is that you're writing conversationally. So right. it's a, it's a very different skill set than writing Shakespeare essays and writing book reports and things like that. So that's, and I'll tell you that's what, the good news. I will tell you that that was probably the thing that saved me the most is the fact that I wasn't formally educated. Like, I didn't, like, pay attention to English. And so the only way I know how to write is the way that I talk because it was just like the easiest way for me to get things on paper and I know how to type. So I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, and I was like, I was literally just teaching people like I, you know, I had so much, uh, what do you call it? Like so much time in front of people who owned pools, teaching them how to do it. And I just recorded that. Like I just wrote that down and that became the website and uh, in the very early stages, I was definitely interested in affiliate marketing. So I was learning a lot about that. I was doing advertising, like, you know, like the AdSense and stuff like that and yeah. selling my own ads. And then it wasn't until like way later uh, when it was growing that I decided to build my first product, which was an ebook on how to take care of your hot tub. And that didn't do very well in the beginning. But then as I lowered the price and got the right price that worked for my audience, like it started selling and then created a hot tub version or sorry, created a pool version and then moved up into courses and video stuff. And, um, and then I started a whole bunch of like 
other businesses at the at the time because you know I I couldn't I'm one of those people you know well I guess anybody who's an entrepreneur is like shiny object syndrome right so it's like I'm I'm doing this one pool thing and that's fine but it's so fucking boring when you're talking about algae like every other day so you're like i need to do something else now, did and you do I, like referral marketing for uh or affiliate marketing for like hot tubs or something like that like where you can actually get like high-end products and maybe make like no, a decent commission off those like no, single, single no. commissions no okay. no because all my content was uh geared towards people who already own those type of things so I, I did really like no one was coming to my website to like learn about pool algae if they didn't own a pool or. And know. what's it been like with Amazon? Because Amazon keeps changing the way that they struck, they pay out their affiliates. Like what's that experience been like as they like how, how you've adapted to the way that they used to pay out like a pretty generous commission and then it just keeps yeah. dropping and they add new restrictions in different categories and it just keeps changing like constantly. Yeah. So I will say that when that first happened, when they switched from a um, variable fee structure to a fixed one back, I think it was 2016 ish um, or 17, I lost my mind. Like I really thought I, my business was over and it turns out that like the pool category is still pretty high. So I didn't really lose anything there, but um, I still have success with it. Cause that's, I mostly focus on traffic and you know selling courses and stuff which just makes up about like 30 percent of my income as opposed to the rest but i mean like amazon i get paid good money from amazon and the reason i think it works so well specifically with my audience is because my audience is the older crowd because like you don't know how many 30 year olds you know that own pools to be honest yeah not a lot you know like we're still millennials like we can't afford there's, there's like one or two i might know but yeah that's about it. <laughs> sure but like the, yeah, it's it's the you know people who are in their forties and fifties that are mainly visiting my site, and they trust Amazon. They don't trust these like random you know e-commerce stores that may pay more and be more uh, you know specific. But yeah, and I and I also built a plugin that works really well with the Amazon API, so I'm able to do things that a lot of other people can, a lot of other affiliate marketers can't with the Amazon program. So I can't you know honestly like they've treated me very well, but I, I get it. <laughs> You know, I get why it's like kind of a like uh, it, it, it is one of those like every time I get an email from them, I'm like, did they shut down my account? Are they changing a fee? Like it's always it's never good news when they email me. So a uh, couple of things here. First of all, I, I, let's talk about because we, we had a, a, someone on a few weeks ago and they were talking about how they created a course on orchid care. Right. And yeah. uh, he, he went on uh, to, you know, he, he's grown his business with all sorts of different uh, groups. But he says the orchid care business basically uh, pays for all of his bills yeah. uh, like consistently. So so and you, you basically did the same thing. So first of all, tell us about the digital course, how you put it together, how you platforming it um, and how you're selling it for, for some university. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I can see orchid care working because, uh, and I know someone who does succulent care and that works as well. Um, you know, they're, they're all just very, really niche things. Yeah, but and as niche as you can get. <laughs> as niche as you can get. I think like the pool thing is interesting because, you know, it's an expensive product. You know, owning a swimming pool is like a very expensive thing. And I'm selling a $49 course to teach you how to like use that expensive thing and not spend even more money on it. Uh, so what I did was, so the, the, the iteration of it now, one, I have to like, like put this all down. Like let's, let's talk real numbers, right? Cause it's, it's, it's one thing to put a course out into the world and then it's another thing to sell it. Right. It's really easy to put together a course. I can do it. I did, uh, the, la the, the course that I'm actually going to tell you about took me three days to make. 
And nice. I mean, I happen to know these, I happen to have these skills, but let's talk about numbers. So my site, Swim University specifically, gets like about 500,000 unique visitors a month in, in, its, in its peaks. And how much of that um, is paid traffic versus organic? There's no paid traffic. No paid I traffic. don't pay for anything. Nice. Yeah, it's really? all, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all organic. Did you, did you just like uh, SEO certain keywords and now you're always showing up at the top of search results? Yep. I've been, I mean, that's kind of my bread and butter is SEO. Like I, that's mm -hmm. mostly what I focus on, but I do like, I have a course on SEO, but I do it in a very organic way without building backlinks. Like I have never built a backlink. Really? So what do nope. you, so let's start there. Like how, how <laughs> okay. did you, how did you, yeah. Uh, because, because, uh, I mean, you definitely, this is something that, that can be repeatable. So yes. how did you, how did you get, ranked to begin with to the very very beginning i did a lot of black hat stuff because that's what i was taught that was in 2000 well that's what everybody was doing back yeah then. right yeah. right uh but nowadays it is really just doing keyword research and it's not hard to do i'm kind of a go big or go home swing for the fences type of keyword researcher meaning like i look at like let's say i'm um you know you have to know your industry so i need to write an uh, article about pool algae and it's like well how to get rid of green pool. There's all these different long tail keywords, but I'm like, no, I want to go after the biggest one, right? So the biggest one, you know, according to HRS might be something like pool algae. It's like super, you know, specific, but also like has a lot of searches. And so I developed my website as a developer to be incredibly fast and to, and, and I wrote an article that specifically targets pool algae. And it's like the most comprehensive thing. It's filled with videos. It's got graphics. It's, it's like the one-stop shop for that thing. So I'm swinging now, for the fences. And what now happens? Now I just hold on a I just, I just, just so our listeners know, one of the things that Google looks for is they look for really long articles, yeah, uh, and uh, that has a lot of content that that will basically answer any question that somebody might have about that subject. So if you write an article and it's a fast loading page with a video uh, attached and diagrams and pictures that are mm -hmm. all SEO optimized, that's a really good way to basically rise above any competition. Yeah. The competition for me, it's like, and nowadays it's been, I've been doing it for so long. Like I write a post and I'm ranking the next day. It's mm -hmm. crazy. So I mean, not to brag, but Do you have a preferred length on your articles that you're writing. Nope. And here's the thing about length. A lot of people will say, you know, just write a really long article, answer every question. My approach to that is like, no, write an article long enough to answer all of the questions, which means if you're writing sentences that are kind of like, if you're adding fluffy sentences yeah. to your articles, you're just, you're just putting words down. You're making it actually harder for Google to find like what you're really talking about. Like just fucking answer the question in a single <laughs> sentence, like just one sentence. What does it take? Three words. Well, it does, do it does seem like Google is like completely moving in the white hat direction. Like everything is now about user intent. So if, yeah, if, you're, and if somebody's using, searching and you're answering the questions, then you're going to show up better than somebody that's uh, fluffing and doing all the other crap. So just think of it this way. They're using AI, right? Yeah, let's exactly. just, that's what they're using. Machine learning, they're using AI. So imagine they're, what they're trying to do is take human being, like if a human being saw my website, and compared it to another person's website, they would be like, well, this person's website's better. It loads faster. It looks nicer. The content is easy to read. It's fun to read. And it's answering all my questions like, like boom, end of story. But machines in the past weren't able to look at a site like that. They weren't able to look at a site and go like, hmm, that looks nice. But now they can like the machines can do that. They're starting to profile pages instead of thinking of, of like, oh, how many times did you add that keyword? Who gives a shit? Is it, <laughs> is it fun to read? 
like that's the, you know, how fast does it load? How good does it look? Is there, does it look trustworthy? All of those things, like Google's really working on that because obviously the, the ideal thing would be to have a bunch of people in the world, like validating good websites, like content curators, but they, they can't, they have to use a robot. And so the robots basically curating content. And if you are writing, you have to really pay attention to writing good stuff. And I'm not saying that I'm a writer and a good writer, but I, I guess I am because it's working. And all of the stuff that I do, it's like, it starts with the keyword and then it starts, you know, you have to structure your site incredibly well. It has to be very fast. These are things that I'm very concerned about and, and keep up with all the time. And then you write a really good, interesting article that, that people like respond to, you know, and you do fun videos that are like highly educational, but are actually fun to watch which makes people go all the way through them. It's not boring. And so all of these things I think about, and that's how we design the website. And because of all of that, like we're trying to build what, what I consider like the funnest textbook, the funnest pool manual you will ever read on the internet for free. Makes sense. And if we can, and if we can do that all of a sudden, and if we, and if we target very specific keywords that people are searching for, we just rank. It's just that easy. Now, you, you mentioned Ahrefs earlier for the, for yeah. the research side of things. Like I, I was yeah. first introduced to SEMrush or SEMrush, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, yeah, same is, thing. Do you, same kind of thing. Do you, do you have a preference? Like, I mean, I guess Ahrefs would probably be your preference, but have you tested out the other ones or even like why, why Ahrefs versus Google Keyword Planner? Like why, why should somebody yeah. pay for it? Why would you say I that? mean, right. Keyword. I mean, look, the thing is, is if you're going to uh, do this for a living, like, you know, pay for shit that works Yeah, it makes sense. and, and, and accuracy. So uh, Ahrefs has the best crawler on the internet uh, when it comes to SEO stuff. So their crawler is like just as good as Google's. So I am, I, and I like their interface. It's very easy for me to understand. And their content is around their, their stuff is very, very good. Like their marketing team is awesome at writing good content to teach you how to use their software. They're just better. And you won't know it until you try it. Like I did, I, I used SEM rush. I believe they're uh, from my hometown of Philadelphia. So like, uh, you know, big love, but uh, it, it was their, their stuff was really confusing to me when I first started using it. Moz is the same thing. I started using Moz and it was just like all of their stuff was kind of all over the place and it was slow. And I, you know, I had a hard time with it, but when I started using Ahrefs, it kind of just clicked for me and it is expensive, but that's kind of what I do for a living. It's like my whole business. You know, <laughs> I don't mind paying like a hundred bucks a month, you know, yeah. if it's, if it's going to make me, you know, 10, 15, 30 times more than that. So, okay. So, so now you, uh, let's talk about the video content that you create. Yeah. Do you host it on YouTube and then connect the site to your YouTube channel? Uh, and how do you, how do you make the videos happen? How do you make them? And, uh, what do you do? To, do you keyword those as well? Yeah. I had all kinds of different stuff. Uh, cause I've done so many different types of videos over the years, but in the early, be in the beginning, I would actually go out to a pool with by myself with a camera and I would, you know, have a loose script that I would have on my phone or on a piece of paper. I would stand in front of the camera and I would just do all the filming. I would film a talking head. I would film a bunch of B-roll and then I would go home and I would edit it with Final Cut Pro and then I would upload it to YouTube. And then I would go onto the post that it was related to and I would embed that YouTube video in that post. And then, yeah, I was, it wasn't until recently where I started um, really caring about SEO on YouTube. So I've, I got really into that and that really changed a lot. You know, I started to get a lot more traffic from YouTube hmm. and a lot more uh, course sales from YouTube because all of all of my courses uh, are, links are in the descriptions of these YouTube videos. So uh, but but I was doing videos in person, like like 
you know, in the field, I guess. And now I like more recently, I did them in a studio where I would film them. I have a, a teleprompter I'd read, you know, we'd, we'd, I work with a writer, a script writer, we'd go over the content and then I would, you know, speak into the camera and I would have an editor throw B roll in like live B roll that I filmed out at um, different pools just to get everything. We have like a large bank of uh, B roll for like every type of pool thing you can imagine. But we did now, all that filming ourselves. So, so when you, when you write the scripts, yeah. do you, are those scripts also keyword specific? Do you put phrases in there that you're going to want to rank for? No, I mean, because they're, well, one, all of the scripts are based on existing articles. So the article always comes first, mm. right? And then we just go, okay, well, let's just take this article and scriptize it, you know, make it funny, punch it up, you know, make it so, you know, when someone's reading it in front of a camera, it's not like boring. It's, you know, there's, there's some punchiness to it. And, you know, my, the person who writes the articles on some university is also the person who's like drafting the scripts. And then I go in and punch it up because I'm the one that's ultimately going to have to read it at the end of the day. And I you know throw jokes in here and there and stuff. Um, so we are kind of naturally doing that. Plus we caption everything. Like I pay rev.com to caption the stuff, which apparently helps SEO as well on YouTube. So yeah, we're definitely growing, but it's still, it's still pools. Like we're not like, there's not a lot of people on YouTube, like Googling pool care stuff, you know? Right. So as much as they are on, on Google itself. Now you mentioned, you mentioned YouTube SEO. Are you using any plugins like TubeBuddy or anything like that? As far as the, uh, the keywords on YouTube versus no, Ahrefs, I'm using, or just using Ahrefs still. Yeah. I'm using Ahrefs for the keyword research. And then I was using TubeBuddy to upload, uh, videos, but we stopped because honestly, like it's just, I mean, to me, it wasn't worth the 20 bucks a month or whatever it was. We yeah. just, you know, just upload a video. We, you know, it's when you start to like make th things systematized with really easy plugins, like you start to lose the, like why you do things It's like, Oh, why are we adding end cards? Like, why are we adding the same end card at every video? Maybe every video needs to be treated like as its own thing, you know, and really deliver value on that one specific video. Maybe we don't need to, pitch the course in this video. Maybe we need to pitch something else that'll be more helpful to the end user. So we're doing everything like using right now, using like YouTube, whatever YouTube offers, like their, their standard upload platform. So no, no plugins besides Ahrefs because I'm already paying for it. I might as well use it for YouTube as well. Makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about the course that you created and how, how what it, what kind of the format of the course mm -hmm. and how you're platforming it, how you're mm -hmm. selling it, that type of thing. I did the course... Like I, I scripted it, outlined it. It's a talking head course with B-roll the same way I do most of my recent YouTube videos. And it's based on the, the book. So we had a book called the, uh, the Pool Care Handbook. And then I just created a course around that book, a video course. So it has video and it has text. So you can take it, you know, at your own leisure. It's not a, it's not a PDF you need to download. You stream the videos. And I did that. Like I, I, I did all the videos, like the B-roll, like a long time ago. And then I, you know, like scripting it and filming it and all that stuff probably took about a week. And the way that I'm platforming it is with Podia. Have you heard of Podia? No. Tell, so, tell us about that. So Podia.com is a, uh, I just signed up for it uh, two months ago and I, I love it. I love it. It's awesome. So it's kind of like teachable, um, except instead of just courses, you can sell digital products, you can sell memberships, you can do all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of like an all one platform for digital content creators that want to sell things. Uh, and it's, and it's inexpensive. It's cheaper than um, anything I've seen out there. The interface is better than anything I've seen out there. And it integrates really well with my uh, website. 
and I don't have to host everything myself. I don't have to pay for like Wistia for hosting videos. It's all kind of like wrapped up in this, um, this and wrapped up in Podia. It's awesome. It even has email marketing and stuff. So, uh, that's how I'm, that's, I just mo recently moved to that at the beginning of September. So it's been, you know, two and a half months and like sales increased because I, they're the ones controlling the shopping cart and they're the ones like it's fast. You could do upsells. Like it's just working better. It's just like way easier for people to understand instead of me building my own thing and, you know, having to, you know, update it all the time. So on Swim University, like how does your income break down right now? Like your affiliate marketing versus course sales, like how consistently are you selling the course? Was that something that was like heavy on launch that, it, but, or, or are you consistently selling them every single month? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. That. Yeah. So, um, because my business is seasonal, it's, it's kind of lopsided, right. In, in, in like June, May, June and July is like, you know, I'm getting a million people visiting the site per month and we're selling, I mean, we were doing like close to, I think in June this year, we did 75,000 and that was a 70% affiliates, 30% uh, core sales. And so counter that to October. So October, you know, pool season's over for the most part. Um, hot tub season's kind of getting up and running. I sold about $6,000 worth in courses in October. So you're, you're definitely seeing it's a huge drop, but it's, it's still consistent. Uh, it's just consistent per year, right? Instead of per month. It's not like every month I'm selling $10,000. It's like, no, I might sell like 20,000 in June and then 5,000 in October, but every year that's consistent. And what's the price point on the course? 49, 49. for each. So I have a, a course for, it's a, it's a, it's a course book combination for both pools and hot tubs. So each one is $49. So if you owned a pool and a hot tub, you'd be spending $49 twice. So, uh, and, and the affiliate program you're putting through Podia as well, right? No, the affiliate program is through, is Amazon Associates and it's all through WordPress. And I built a plugin called Lasso or it's, if you want to go to it, it's getlasso.co. And that's where all of our affiliate links are. They're like, they're managed through this thing, this WordPress plugin, and it's all connected to the Amazon API. I mean, you can use it. I mean, I have multiple affiliate programs. I don't just use Amazon. I use uh, impact radius for uh, a couple of other smaller things. Um, so Lasso kind of takes care of all of that. And then the website, I built the website. It's, it's hosted on WordPress. And then we use Lasso to manage all the affiliate links. And then we do all the tracking with Google Analytics. Now, I know you have a bit of an audience because you have a podcast. You have a lot of organic traffic. Have you ever thought about, uh, or maybe you do this already, an affiliate program for your audience to promote your courses and then you pay commissions to them too? Have you done anything with that? Not at Swim University, but at Money Lab, yes. But okay. Swim University, it's weird because like they're just people who own pools yeah it's not, not really a marketing community i get it yeah. right <laughs> but i actually didn't have like i did people have asked because i do have like some pool companies will be like hey we're like we'll promote your book if you'll give us a kickback and i'm like uh okay like i mean how many people are you really going to promote the book to and how are you going to track it because it's you know you might be in a store or something yeah so i it is something i can offer because it's actually built into podia it's like they have their own affiliate program as well so I do it at Money Lab because Money Lab is also on Podia. So I have not, I don't have a way to segment my audience to see if they own a pool company or not, unless I just check their email address and see if they're using like John <laughs> at, yeah, John at pool is awesome.com. It's like, okay, he probably owns like a pool website. 
So, so one thing I'm curious about is how does Amazon tie into affiliate program? Like, how, do, how is it like through? That's what I, but that, but I understand. Like, if you're selling stuff through Podia, how does Amazon tie into all of that? So they're separate. So the Podia is like Podia is just the course platform. That's like the sales platform for my own mm-hmm. products, my own digital products. So like within a post. I might be talking about, uh, again, we'll just use pool algae, for example. I'll be saying, like, here's how to get rid of pool algae. By the way, I have a course on, like, how to take care of your pool's soup to nuts. Like, the ultimate pool manual, it's $49. You click that button. You go to a sales page. It, t- it breaks down everything that you're going you're gonna to learn and then the whole course. And then you press buy. And you pay $49. And now you have this, this course that, that's directly from me. So I make all of that money. Uh, with affiliate marketing on the same post, you know, pool algae post, I might recommend an algicide. I might recommend a bag of shock or whatever, some sort of chemical. And so on that page using lasso, I'll be able to put a box in. That's like, Hey, we're talking about, you know, getting rid of algae using shock. Here's the shock we recommend within lasso. I can find that um, specific product through Amazon and then put like this little breakout box in there with the price. You know, it's a button that says buy now on Amazon. They click the button opens up in a new window, they go to Amazon, they buy, and I earn a commission. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's like the two, the two big revenue streams at Swim University are just like my core sales and my, or my digital product sales and affiliate, like recommended, you know, products that I personally have used throughout my career. Um, and to say like, Hey, I recommend this pool cleaner. I recommend this chemical to do this job. Now, I just I just want to point out to our seven listeners that, you know, I believe that every single person has some area of expertise, uh, no matter what it might be. And you can monetize it if you can niche it down with your you know, if you have some sort of hobby, if you have some sort of, you know, thing that you want to do, starting a business is not that hard to do nowadays. And Mm -hmm. uh, creating some sort of mechanism like this, uh, obviously, you can do that. Now, you you teach people how to do this, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so explain that a little bit and how, how that, yeah, the way that I started that was, um, so I was doing some university for a long time. I started another site called roasty coffee, which was basically like a carbon copy of some university, but for the coffee industry and was able to build that up into like, you know, learned everything I learned at some university because some university, like (laughs) did you have a course for roasty coffee? Was there a digital? I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah. I can tell you I made that too. Cause that's a fun one. But like, so I did, I started some university 2004 it really didn't start paying off for me until like 2012 okay. um, because I was really just part-time doing it like here and there. And I was kind of like procrastinating and, you know, all that kind of shit. And then um, 2012 on, I was like really cranking on some university and it was like really growing. And then I started building products and like really getting really serious about it. And then, you know, obviously, like I said, I mentioned earlier about the uh, shiny object syndrome. I'm like, okay, well, you know, can I do this again? Like it took like seven years for me to like, fuck up over and over and over <laughs> again to like get it to this point. Like I should be, you know, I've been doing some university for close to 12 years. Like I should be way further ahead if I was like really had 12 hard years of working on it. So I was like, okay, here's everything I learned in the last 12 years. Let me take a wet, let me take a brand new industry, like soup to nuts, just build it up and see how fast I can grow. And that was what, what I did with roastedcoffee.com, which is still in existence, but I sold it last year. Um, so I was able to build it up from like zero to a hundred thousand visitors a month in two years. And I didn't do any work on it personally. I like, I basically built the website and then I hired a writer, uh, to publish content every single week. 
And it was making, you know, at its peak, seven thousand a month, and then oh. Amazon had its whole little hiccup, which and it dropped it down to thirty five hundred a month. Um, but still, like, so super worth it. Totally paid off. And then obviously, I, I, you know, sold it because I just didn't have time to work on it. And did you I was sell it to, through like Flippa, or did you actually just have somebody reach out and want to buy it, or how'd that work? Out? No. Oh, so that one was, I, I'm part of this group on Facebook, and I just like put it up for like I was like, hey, I want to sell this, and I and like it was a feeding frenzy like sharks dude just like <laughs> everyone wanted it and yeah i had a bunch of people like reach out to me i talked to friends who had sold websites before like this is the first website i ever sold yeah and i did all the way i didn't use a broker or anything i did it all myself because <laughs> i'm the guy that i'm the tech guy that you know built the website in the first place yep. and i know how to sell and i you know just just like put i had a really like you know most websites that are sold on flip but they're like kind of shitty like this one wasn't shitty so people i think like the way it looked, it was like perfectly branded. It was well executed. And so I think everyone just wanted it and they knew that, you know, coffee was a good industry and I just wasn't, I wasn't patient enough to work on it, you know? So yeah, that was how that worked. It basically like, it was really easy. It was one of the, like, it was a very rewarding experience to be honest with you. Uh, and it's not what people made it out to be because everyone was, you know, it's actually very simple. But um, I, yeah, I did that in 2008 and then I did it again in, with Brew Cabin and then I started a, th a site called um, Money Lab. And the reason I started the site was because I was doing all of this work, but I didn't have like, I was always behind the scenes, but I'm not a behind the scenes guy. Like uh, I'm very vocal. I'm very like, you know, front and center. I also have a podcast called Listen Money Matters. If you're interested in personal finance, it's pretty popular. Like I, I was out there. And yet here I am building this site and doing and making all this money, but I didn't have a place to like just talk about it. Cause that's all I talk about in my personal life, but I didn't have a way to do it in my public life. And so I started money lab with the point being that like, I want to do work. I love working. I feel like I'm very efficient at, you know, building, you know, online things. I love the internet. And so I'm just like, I want to just build a bunch of stuff and showcase how I do it. And so the money lab is literally like me challenging myself to build, you know, marketing channels and businesses from start to finish and, and in record time. And then I also run experiments like, okay, well, you know, what if I were to follow this person's YouTube optimization strategy? Like what, you know, will it actually work? And so I like follow it to a T I write everything that I'm doing. And the point of money lab is to not teach you how to do anything specifically. Like I'm not here to be like, I think you should do X. It's like, no, I'm going to do X and I'm going to see if it works. And if it works, great. Like follow my framework. But if it doesn't work, like, you know, follow yeah. someone else's framework. I don't know. I love that but, idea though. You're basically doing live experiments and you are, I mean, are you having failures at all? Or are they mostly successes? Oh, yeah. they are. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. cool. So you're actually oh, yeah. risking it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I haven't done anything. I think that's like, I have plans in the future to do like really crazy shit. Like, you know, like actual brick and mortar type of things. Yeah. Um, but for now it's just like, yeah. And the point is to just, so to show you that, or I guess to prove to myself that, you know, it's, I mean, I, the idea I mentioned again, the shiny object syndrome, like I have that, I have that disease, whatever it is. <laughs> so and do so, I. I think we all do entrepreneurs. Right. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. well, how do I turn that into a business? You know, like if I'm going to be that scatterbrain and I'm going to be that, if I, I like working, it's a hobby for me. How do I turn that part into a, into a business? I, I call it ADOS, which uh, stands for attention deficit. Oh, shiny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like basically what Money Lab is. And so I, you know, I started doing courses because one of the things I did, I had, 
you know, I had this like really tight Asana uh, editorial workflow that I, that I did for some university and I had showed a friend like just on Skype and he was just like, dude, are you like, it's so organized. And I was like, yeah, I'm like kind of an organizational, like, you know, geek. And he's like, you should make a course. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that would be a good money lab challenge. Like, let me see if I can build a course and sell it in seven days. And I just, I just picked like an arbitrary number because I thought, all right, well, it's just screencast. And I ended up like writing the theme music. I did the animations for the intro. I recorded all the screencasts in a single day. I did all the editing zooms, all this stuff, put it up on Gumroad at the time and then had an audience of like a thousand people that I emailed it to. And like, it's all documented on money lab uh, of me doing it. And I was able to repeat that success with an SEO course because somebody kept asking me to do an SEO course. Cause that's how I was making money at some use. So I'm like, all right. And I did that in seven days and it was even bigger. So I took the same seven day challenge. I basically took my original challenge, read it, and then did it again. Like and found all of the like, you know, bottlenecks that was slowing me down for the first seven days. And then was able to do a bigger course in even in an even faster amount of time. Now we, we wow. talked about in the beginning of the show, we talked about your, uh, that Facebook campaign that you did or the content. Was that money lab when you did the email marketing thing where it was like, give me your email address. And it was like this kind of like joke long post about like all these different ways of getting somebody's email address. Tell me, tell us yeah. about the story behind that. Cause that's how well, I first I, had heard about you, which was a few years ago, I think. Yeah. So that um, thousand people that I mentioned that I had in my audience all came from that. Okay, so before, yeah, yeah. before I had even done the Asana for bloggers course, I, I mean, I had a hundred people on my list and then I did this stunt, which was, I'll tell you how it happened. And that's how I got this audience, right? So I'm sitting in my office and I, I think I was on, I was using like Sumo and I was getting frustrated. And then I like, was just, I just always had this kind of like, um, <laughs> bug up my ass about uh, online marketing, right? It's just like, oh, this, you know, another guy. I think, a lot, of, I think a lot of marketers do. They just like play along, but yes. Well, yeah. Cause like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like, you know, like it's like a pop-up. It's like, oh, fuck pop-ups. We all want, we all don't want to do pop-ups. And then, then when they work, we're like, well, all right, well not on my site, but on this site, I'll do pop-ups, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> the, like exit, the exit pop-up or those things. Yeah. The know? exit in 10 pop-up, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the smart bar at the top, the freaking welcome mat, the, <laughs> You know, just like all of the slide in box, like this converts at X percent. And this is so much better. It's like, they're all, they're all, they all fucking suck. I hate them all. They're awful. <laughs> right. So I go, so I'm like, I'm all, I'm all angry. I'm all like fired up. I'm sitting on my computer and I write this like article in word, in my money lab WordPress. That's like, give and I literally like word for word. I was like, give me your fucking email address. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you want to fucking do. Did and you, I was just like, did you edit it? Cause that's how I remember it. I remember yeah. it being, get me your fucking email address. But when I looked back on your site, it was like, give me your email address. Did you take that? Yeah. Out? So the, the, you, the you last toned it down. line, I toned it down. <laughs> well, the la so that's how, that's how it happened. So the last line is the original text, but like, yeah, it was the joke in my head as I was writing it was, it was just like a mean person using the F word in every sentence, like just demanding, <laughs> demanding your email address. And then I had showed it to like my girlfriend. I'd showed it to a friend of mine and they were like, all right, it's a little, it's a little uh, profanity laden. Maybe it should, uh, you know, not be. And I was like, okay. And I went back like a couple days later and I like reread it and I was like, all right, let me like make it a little funnier. And I made it a little longer. And then like, I got rid of all the F words and then I started to go like, well, what's the benefit of this? Like, why would someone read this and think, you know, like, what is this? And so I started adding in like actual statistics on what this like, like as I'm writing and I'm like, 
you know, this pop-up box is known to uh, convert at 59%. Now will you give me your email? (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. Like, now will you give me your email address? Since, you know, it's like, like, what am I going to do with your email address? Well, I'm going to put it into MailChimp and I'm going to, you know, it's like, and it's being very transparent (laughs) and self-aware that like what it is. And I, you know, developed all the little, like, you know, I built my own welcome map, built my own pop-up slide-ins. And it's like, I timed them. So like you would read the article and if you were to read it exactly at like a pretty normal pace, the slide in box would come in as you're reading the sentence that says the sliding box is about to pop up. So <laughs> there was like, and like all the boxes are like self-aware. That's that like they say, like one says like, boom, this is your 90 second pop up, you know, and it came, now give me your email address. And then at the very end, I did this whole like, oh, you think you could get away without giving me your email address? Well, I have a Facebook ad that's going to stalk you until you get like retarget you until you give me your, your, your email address. So it, that went straight up. Like I had no audience that straight up went viral and I still don't know how it, how it happened, but it got on Hacker News. It got on Reddit. Well, it was, yeah. it was funny. And I, I, in, in fact, uh, I remember this was several years ago, Justin, like, uh, I, I was, we were hanging out. He's like, dude, you gotta see this guy's page. This is so funny. And, uh, yeah, we had a, we had a good laugh, uh, about it. And then, um, and I, uh, but I yeah, thought it was just, crazy because I thought like I'm like I swear it was like give me your fucking email address and then I look back and it was all end. like toned down. So <laughs> yeah, the very last sentence is just like a last ditch effort, and I say give me your just give me your fucking email address. <laughs> That's so great. Is that is that still operational? Do you yeah. still have that circulating? Yeah, yeah okay. moneylab.co/email. We'll put a link to that uh, at the bottom of the podcast, so our listeners could check that out and give uh, you can give Matt uh, your email address, your fucking email. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of stuff too. Like if you go through my website, uh, there's like there's so much hidden stuff that like people don't even know about. But there's a we did like a, a drug commercial for um, a drug called Hustlin, <laughs> which is just like a you know like if you're it, it, like we just did this whole like drug commercial and we wrote this whole script. And like basically built an entire website around this drug that doesn't exist. That's just about like working <laughs> side too effects much. and everything. Yeah, yeah, side effects, all that <laughs> stuff. We did one. Um, I did a timeline of my entire business life. Like where as you scroll, like it, like all these things pop in. Like like shows you like oh I started this website didn't do anything. Started this website didn't do anything. You know. And then um, there's another. There's a couple of them that I have in the works too. Like. Uh, I want to do like a, a, you know, a couple of bits about a sales page and, and stuff like that. So like, yeah, if you go to moneylab.co, there's a lot of yeah. fun stuff. I'm on your site uh, right now. Tell stuff. me about this one. Uh, produce and sell a rap album in 30 days. What's, what's oh, that? Yeah. Tell me about that one. So I, so <laughs> a couple years ago I did a, um, you know, I, I, so I'm a musician. That's kind of, I was, I was, <laughs> I was a musician before I was anything else. Like I, I that's mainly my thing. So you actually went, you actually went on stage and performed like, before? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Toured. Yep. Open for like pretty, not, not, not huge bands, but like we were, we were rock and I was a lead singer guitar player. And then, um, it wasn't, I was in high school and I, I, you just like, when you can do, I was a music producer. My dad owned a recording studio. So when I grew up, like we yeah, had like a professional music studio my whole life. So uh, I knew I'm not a real big fan of rap, but I know how to make rap beats and I know how to rap. Okay. Right. Like enough to get by. And so like in high school, I would make these like rap albums and, you know, just basically making fun of friends and stuff and, and just make it and being completely nonsensical, but you know, I, they were well-produced and they sounded good. So that was like Dis- really the, kind of the impressive part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like this tracks. And that was, yeah, that, it sparked this whole controversy in my senior year, but yeah. So I did a diss track cause these guys had a CD out and I, 
this, these guys put out a CD, like one, one song. And I was like, Oh, it'd be funny if I like dropped an album, like just dissing them. And I did. And, like, <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I like, cause I knew how to do all that work. And I spent like, you know, like a week or two just like building an entire album with my friends and like dropping an album of diss tracks. That's so awesome. uh, and they, they just, let, they let me really, say something real quick. Cause, uh, yeah. cause Andres and I were joking about this back when, whenever Eminem and what's his name, machine gun Kelly had their little yeah. thing on YouTube. We mm-hmm. were like, we're going to make a diss track on Joe Rogan and send it over to him and try to start a try to start a feud with him with, uh, yeah, right. with our Get podcast the, 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 the top <laughs> podcasters and so if, if there's a if a diss track suddenly comes out about you yeah and, and it's us just you've That's been right. warned buddy yeah okay yeah, yeah. well you better, just, you better uh, respond though i will destroy you if you come out i will diss the shit out of you there will be there it's will be odd. there will be a box set that i will, I will drop <laughs> on you guys so yeah i did so I had this idea, like, I, I really wanted to do, like, a new album, but I didn't, like, because I had done albums when I was younger and stuff, and I was like, what can I do? And I was like, I'm going to do a rap album, but I'm going to I'm gonna try to do it in 30 days. And so what would it take to do that? And it was like, okay, well, the first, and if you read the article, it's all, I laid out exactly my thought process and how I broke it down in Asana. And I, I mean, I literally wrote all the music i wrote the beats like it wasn't like i purchased beats from anybody i wrote that shit in logic um i had some like old tracks that i had reused and remixed that uh, that were mine as well and then like wrote all the lyrics I actually got super stoned and wrote all the lyrics because i'm not a i'm not a stoner <laughs> but like i i live in colorado that. <laughs> yeah i live in colorado so it's, it's legal and i was like you know what i need some kind of like you know, herbal motivation. Yeah, but yeah. Didn't so they I, just legalize mushrooms in, in Denver? Didn't they just legalize? Uh, yeah, mushrooms? or they decriminalized it, I believe. Yeah, decriminalized. Yeah, well, same thing. Same thing. So yeah, I I did. Uh, wrote all the lyrics. You know, recorded everything in my office on this microphone that you're hearing me on right now. Hopefully, uh, if it's if it's hooked up correctly. Hey, well, what are you on? What microphone are you on? I'm on an SM7B. Uh, okay, um, is that a sure? It's a sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got two of them attached to my desk. Actually, if you uh, if you're on my content page, moneylab.co/content you'll see a picture of me that says how I record a podcast that sounds insanely professional. And it kind of has a uh, very specific look to it. Oh yeah. I see you know, it, yeah. doing the, uh, and, and let me guess, there's an affiliate link to go by that microphone. No, it's a, it's got a very specific look as in like they're, you know, like microphones have a certain shape on Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> yeah. And that's how it's attached, but that's actually how it's attached to my desk. They're just coming off my either side of my desk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> So yeah, I, I actually like did a rap album. I paid uh, a couple of artists to do like vocal tracks um, on some of the songs that I I'd re- I wrote the tracks. They recorded them, sent them to me. I had some rappers do some stuff. Like so there's some featured artists on the album. Put it all together. Did you know? Created a sales page for it, um, custom in WordPress. I built the whole like PDF like CD jacket thing. I re- I made T-shirts. Uh, and I, I don't, I didn't make really any money from it. Um, uh, but it did sell, you know, it did sell. And it's, I was selling it's a good the skill album. set though. Cause, uh, and I, I have heard, cause you have your own, you have your own podcast now, money lab, right? Uh, I have money. Yours? Yeah. But before that I had a, I have, I still have a podcast called listen money matters, which is really popular. Um, okay. money lab is still kind of like in its infancy of, of, of growth. I, yeah, haven't I've had, to, I, I haven't listened to, um, Money matter. What's it called? Sorry. Yeah, it's called Listen Money. It's a. It's called Listen Money Matters. It's a personal finance podcast. I've been doing that since 2014. 
Got it. Um, I haven't so listened that, to that one, but I have listened to Money Lab, and you have kind of like a rap beat in the front of that one, don't you? That's the no. I use my mouth. That, that's a beatbox. That's really oh. a beatbox. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Let me hear it. Uh, I'm trying to remember how I do it. All right, I'll try. I don't know how good this is going to come over a podcast, but <laughs> I'm trying not to smile right now too either. Okay, there you go. Something nice. Like that. Yeah. I love it. that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then I, thanks for the, yeah, thank you, seven people. I did, uh, if you listen to that, I just layered my, like, I did, like, I did, like, horn section, I did a bass line, I did the, uh, the, the beatbox, and, uh, yeah, so that, the intro to that, uh, podcast is all me. My, my That's mouth awesome. is on my mouth. <laughs> that, that is so awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so, so what's, what, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of things. It sounds like you just kind of, you're the type of person that you come up with an idea and you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. So what, what's like, do you have a bigger vision of what you're going to do next? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think what I will right now, what I'm working on is sort of cleaning up my house, right? I have, uh, I am, I'm updating Asana for bloggers. Currently, uh, I raised the prices on some of my courses cause I've added more course material. So I have these three flagship products on money lab and I'm, and actually like, um, I was able to completely detach myself from swim university. So now I have like a hundred percent focus on money lab and our, our software product at getlasso.co. And so that's where I'm spending most of my time. And, and ultimately my goal is to start doing is to like have a bunch of like courses that are all, you know, based on the things that I have learned over the years. So like um, anything, the way I look at it is if I do an experiment, right? Like I build a course in seven days and I do it again and then I do it again. Okay. Well I've done this seven times and I've done this relatively quickly. I can put together a course on how to do it in seven days and I will put that. So everything I do becomes a, a product byproduct, right? Or I guess a, pro, a byproduct is a product that's a byproduct. So no, are those like twelve-hour days. Then I mean, that's got to take a long time because even if you're doing it in seven days, it's still a lot of filming. It's a lot of content. So it is. Um, I I I am not a workaholic by any means. I have I take off the weekends. Like I, after this call, I'm probably going to go out drinking. Uh, I'm not <laughs> like I yeah. I I wouldn't consider myself a workaholic, but I I am. Inc- it's weird. I have this like a. I mean, one. I don't. I'm. I don't have kids. So there's that. Um, you know, I work from home. I enjoy my work, but I'm also very good at like, when I put my mind to something, like I can sit down and I'll forget what time, like I won't eat. Like, I'll just like be so hardcore focused on something that now I, I, are you married or are you a bachelor or what's your, what's your I'm situation? Basically there? married. Yes. I'm basically, ba- okay. So you have a long time girlfriend. I mean, we're not legally married, okay. but we are, we are, we will so you, be married. You do have that though. Okay. I do have that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I don't work all the time. I don't want to work, you know, into the wee hours, but sometimes like, like I will do like, for example, like that's the, that's those seven days to complete that course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling 12 hour days probably, that, yeah. but then it's over. That's pretty cool. But yeah. Then seven, and, you know, it's one week of sacrifice and then it's like, well, okay, well I have a product now, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's really, and I, and I tend to put a lot of time and effort into the craft of it where, you know, it's, it's, it, it I do, really like I am very proud of all of the things that I make and I what I'd like to do going forward and to answer your question about the bigger picture is like once I have those things up I really want to start doing the things that you guys found me through which is like the affiliate or the uh, email thing like really creative (laughs) stuff that you know I enjoy doing and it takes a lot of my time 
but it's like, it's so rewarding. Like that yeah. rap album is one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Like I am proud to say that like, yes, I wrote a rap album in 30 days. And if you listen to it, I'm, you know, some people who would say like, oh, I made a rap, I can make, I do rap too. I make a rap song. I'm like, oh God, I don't want to hear it. Like it's going to be awful. And then like people hear it and they're like, well, how, this is weirdly not terrible. I'm like, I know. I, I, <laughs> I took my time with it. Like I, I knew, I knew, well, also I know what I'm doing. So it wasn't like I was just like, I've never made a rap album before. So therefore I'm going to try it. It's like, no, I've done it like seven or eight times. So I'm just like, yeah, it's a matter of like just taking. And you have a musician background that kind of helps too. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like I yeah. know how to record music. I've done it my whole life. So it's not, I don't usually tackle projects where I don't know what I'm doing. However, the one time that I did do that, I failed absolutely miserably because I tried to build software in 40 days or so, or 60 days on a programming language that I've never used before. So I, <laughs> I decided to learn Ruby on rails and build software and, and software that connected to like multiple APIs. And I was just like, I, that's, I wow. it was that's awful. nuts, man. That's nuts. So are you a bit of a coder then? Are you like have a little bit of a coding? No, then? I just like, I'm kind of like dangerous enough, Confident. you know, it's like, I, well, yeah. cause I do WordPress development. So I'm like, I yeah. kind of forced to learn PHP uh, to do that. Yep. And some, probably some CSS. Yeah. Too. CSS. H well, so yeah. HTML, CSS, PHP. And then I've like just recently kind of been getting into JavaScript stuff, but like real like basic stuff. Most of my like yeah. skill set is in HTML and CSS. Um, PHP, I'm dangerous, you know, like JavaScript, I'm dangerous, but for the most part, it's, it's, um, you know, just the, the basic design it. elements. Now we seeded um, your program here, Lasso, quite a bit. Uh, GetLasso.co, mm -hmm. Lasso the plugin. Can you can you just kind of tell us about that? Because we want to be able to give you the opportunity to plug yeah. it and tell us what they're getting with the Lasso plugin. That's different than just like putting your Amazon affiliate links manually. And and also, did you did you build that yourself, or was that something that you you pulled in some other coders to help you with? Okay, so the lineage of Lasso started with uh, the first edition of it. I built it myself. So again, like I said, I'm, da I'm a dangerous enough and I built it specifically for some university and it wasn't even a plugin. I literally hard coded this thing into, um, into WordPress. And what it, what it was, what it allowed me to do was put a short code that said like bracket, Amazon ID equals whatever the Amazon product ID was bracket. And then when you load the page, it would go to Amazon's API, grab the product image and and price and description and all this stuff I could get from the API and build an HTML box like a breakout box that would show the title and the and the product image and the price and then a buy now on Amazon button and it would and it would work and then I ended up taking that and putting it into a plugin where I could manage those links a little bit better and have like my own settings and stuff but it was still just for me and then I ended up teaming up with a developer like two years ago. I think it was two years ago, not this past year, the year before, I think. No, two years ago. And we took, he took my code, my like PHP code and, and like turned it into like a legit better, you know, better plugin. But it basically did the same exact stuff that my plugin did just with a couple more features. And then um, I bought him out. So I owned it. That product was called Ernest. So it was E. A R N I S T. So, because you earn money and it's software. Um, clever. clever. <laughs> and uh, and I, I did that. 
And then I, when I, when I got back on Listen Money Matters, because I had taken a hiatus from that for a while, um, he, my friend was working on a similar plugin. And so we decided to take uh, a lot of the stuff that I had developed with Ernest and a lot of the stuff that he was developing with Lasso and combine them. And that became Lasso. So what it basically is, it's an affiliate link manager for WordPress that allows you to create beautiful affiliate link display boxes that give you higher affiliate link conversions. And and is that is that like a one-time thing? Is that a monthly or a yearly? Yeah, we're it's a monthly subscription because there's a cloud component to it and there's a uh we we have like space cadet plans to make it so that like there's a bunch of reporting that can be done. It can all be done within the plugin. And that's pretty new too, right? Like you just launched yeah. this this year, is that right? We launched it uh this year. Yep. Uh we've been working on it. Well, I've been working on uh, Ernest for like four years. And then, you know, we teamed up and he had been working on his plugin for like a year and a half. And so, yeah, it's like four years in the making and it's still like, it, it works like incredibly well. It's on all our sites and we do have customers. We would obviously love some more customers because we're building out features that like the, the, I, the goal is, you know, have you ever heard of a site called Wirecutter? No, no, no. So Wirecutter is like the biggest affiliate uh, marketing site on the planet it is owned by the New York times. And they basically just like review uh, tech products and stuff. And if you ever go on their website and you see like, they have these nice, you know, visual boxes on like a pair of headphones and they have like rating, like this is rated five stars from wire cutter. Here's the descriptions. Here's the pros and cons, you know, here's the price. You click a button. It's like all of those like nicely designed pieces we're going to be able to do. And we can currently do with lasso. So the goal is to like, not just have your, like, Right now, Lasso knows where all your affiliate links are. And so like if you have a, uh, you know, a page that you or you have an affiliate link, like the Shure microphone that I mentioned, right? I know where that is on my website. Like I have, I can, I can go to that microphone, click a little drop down and see every single page that's on. And if I've mentioned the word microphone somewhere, I can just automatically link that right from within Lasso and not have to go into each individual post to do affiliate link management. And it also checks for broken links. It checks for, you know, uh, products. If products are like not available anymore, especially with Amazon, anything that has an API. So right now we're just working with the Amazon API, but you can use any affiliate program if you just do it like yourself. You know, you can use it, you can add your own custom links or you can connect to the, or, and, or you can connect to the Amazon affiliate program directly. And we're going to be adding in more programs like Impact Radius and so forth. Man, you've got, you got, there's a lot going on, but I'm definitely uh, going to listen to your podcast, check out uh, Money Lab. It sounds like there's a lot that uh, we can glean from you. Well, I I have one last, I have one last question before, before you go into that, Andros. Uh, On your sites, are you custom coding these sites? Are you using a plugin? Are you, you're, you're custom coding? Custom coded from the ground up. Um, I'm currently... This is kind of like an exclusive. I meant a theme when I said plugin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I code my own themes. I'm currently working on a very lightweight theme that will be available in my courses. So a lot of my courses talk about, like I have an SEO course called SEO for Bloggers and an affiliate marketing video course. Both of those talk about site structure and everyone keeps asking me like, what theme do you use? What theme do you use? What theme do you use? And I'm like, I coded it myself. I keep giving the answer. Like I coded it myself. I coded it myself. I coded it myself. Will you share that theme with me? No, because then you won't understand how to do it. Like it's completely custom. Every and the funny thing is, is that it's actually no one is in the room. You're just like having, yeah, this, just having this conversation. Yeah, just having this conversation. Flying the visible elves in your head. Right. I mean, the walls are padded. It's nice. But yeah, it's, I'm having this like weird conversation with myself. But I, 
I am developing a super lightweight plugin that will be available in the courses. It will, you'll have to know some CSS code but and, and some HTML to do it, but everything will be commented out so you'll know exactly what to change and exactly what not to change. Uh, so all, I'm currently working on that. It's called Carbonate. Uh, it's a theme for WordPress that is uh, built for speed and comfort. So... All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, man, uh, this is great. I, we would love to have you back on the show. Uh, so, uh, if will you come back on, if we, uh, if we ask you in front of our seven listeners, yes, a hundred percent, it'll be a nice. while. We'll give you some time too. We won't, we'll have you back in, in six months or a year and, uh, and we'll have our diss track out to, uh, you know, oh, go out wonderful, there before wonderful. so, so, uh, here on marketing geeks, we always like to talk about, uh, what we are currently geeky about and it doesn't have to be marketing related or it could be just like a movie, a book, a TV show, uh, hobby. Uh, what are you most geeky about right at this moment? Homebrewing. Homebrewing. Really? I am. I am currently in the market. Well, I'm, I know what I'm going to get, and I'm just deciding whether I'm going to pull the trigger today or tomorrow. Uh, a a homebrew canning machine, so I can start canning my own homebrew. Oh, wow. oh man! Oh, are you going to sell it? Yeah. Yeah, are you going to sell it too, or just uh, what's the what? Uh, well, I can't legally sell it, but um, that's true. Yeah. So I I know I'm not going to sell it, but it is. Uh, it may be an upcoming Money Lab challenge. Who knows if I can get a license? Uh, but yeah, I am super geeky about beer. Like, inc- like, no, do you have a site for beer right now, else. or is that is that coming? Like a, a like I do. A- yeah, it's called Brewcabin.com. Brewcabin.com. Okay. Yeah. Um. It is. Yeah. I am. That's probably like the thing that you know. Like, if you looked at my bookshelf, it's mostly beer books. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like a hundred percent, almost like ninety. Maybe say ninety percent beer books, like two business books. Nice, nice. Uh, Justin, what do you got going on this week? Not too much, uh, but if they, if listeners go back and check out, we did a, we did a bonus episode where I reviewed Terminator Dark Fates, and it, it is just awful. It is just terrible. And uh, I, I just want to warn Matt uh, before he goes and spends his money on Terminator Dark Fate, which I doubt you're going to do, but you know what? It's, it's mm-hmm. a just awful, awful film. So I'm just going to give you a warning. So listen, <laughs> listen to our spoiled <laughs> review that we uh, we posted uh, earlier before this episode. Uh, I uh, I'm actually watching The Family on Netflix, which is a terrifying documentary series. Uh, very well done. Uh, I recommend it very highly. It's uh, pretty cool. interesting, and it kind of explains everything that's happening in the world right now politically uh, in a very succinct way. So oh, nice. uh, check it out, The Family on Netflix. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it. We really, really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we, uh, go to, uh, moneylab.co, not dot .com, but, and uh, getlasso.co, right? It was getlasso.co, I believe. Yeah. yeah. To get, yeah. The, get the plugin. Yeah. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm definitely going to check out your stuff. So thanks so much for being on the show. Cool. Thank you. And you can tell that guy you can stop masturbating now. Show's over. Oh, uh, oh. Auto's break Call break the news. Call break the news, back. buddy. Nice one. Nice one. You hear that? Knock it off. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right, Matt Giovanisi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Matt Giovanisi. Giovanisi. That was a Giovanisi. good one. That was fun. That was a fun interview. Oh, man. That was a great interview. I, I, I learned a lot. I love when I learn a lot because usually I know a lot. But, uh, you know, I don't know everything because, you know, underneath it all, I'm kind of stupid. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) underneath this facade. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, So, yeah, check out uh, check out his podcast. Check out. uh, We'll put the links below. Check out his websites. 
And uh, yeah, and then we're uh, with uh, with uh, with that another fine episode of the Marketing Geeks. Yes, Please. indeed, indeed, indeed. Leave a review. Uh, let us uh, know how we're doing. Hook up with us on uh, you know if you want to be on the show. Uh, you're gonna we're we're actually we have a lot of guests lined up in the next few months. And yeah, uh, you can reach surprises. out. You can you can reach out to info at marketinggeekspodcast.com. You can recommend a guest. You can apply to be a guest yourself. Yeah, there will be a bit of a waiting period because we're booked out for quite a bit, but we will get you on if uh, you know if you feel like you're a great fit for the show, we'll get you on. Yeah, and uh, we we just love hearing from our guests from from people anyway from our listeners. It always warms the cockles of my heart when one of the <laughs> uh, seven yes. listeners Indeed it does. Indeed it does. I've got some big cockles on my heart as well. So, <laughs> Well, I, I need to go start myself a niche blog site or something because I, I, this is kind of inspiring, and I, and I do think we do need to make a rap diss track for Matt Giovannisi, so we'll, we gotta, we got to come up with something there, Adros. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over it. I think, uh, you know, I could beatbox a little. I got some yeah, let's skills. Let's do it. Come on. Stay classy. I- I did that with my mouth. Wow. Wow, that was good. Thanks. But seriously, but seriously, Andros, stay classy. <laughs>